0: You're listening to the Keefe to the City Podcast. Alright, the Yankees beat the Braves on Wednesday night 6-3, to another win at Yankee Stadium for the Yankees where they remain undefeated this season. They swept the Red Sox in three games, they beat the Phillies in a game, now they've beaten the Braves in two games. So, what do you know, the Yankees are really, really good at Yankee Stadium. It's why they should be trying to get home field advantage throughout the postseason, and it's why they haven't won in the postseason without it in a while. And Michael K spoke about it on Tuesday night when he said the first game of the series when the Yankees won, he said it was now the 26th straight home series in which the Yankees didn't lose the series. So I don't know how anyone couldn't think that home field advantage is important, not just overall, but especially for the Yankees. The Yankees win 6-3, Masahiro Tanaka started, he was on a pitch count once again. His pitch count has gone up very, very <laughs> gradually. He's only had 66 pitches on Wednesday night. He goes four innings, five hits, two walks. So seven base runners in four innings, a little too much. The two earned runs. His ERA sits at 231 now on the season. Uh, Tanaka started the game off with a couple fastballs that were crushed. The first one was hit for a double. The second one, Aaron Hicks had to make a jumping catch for at the wall. Michael K thought it was going to go out. It wasn't going to go out. Either way, it was going to be an extra base hit. It was going to be one nothing Braves if that ball falls in. So Tanaka moved away from his fastball after that, settled down and pitched well for four innings still waiting for the length with him but that'll come when the pitch count comes Um, and clearly the Yankees and Aaron Boone are moving him along slowly and not just slowly but very 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 slowly his pitch count's going up like five pitches a game so I don't know what the goal is there maybe they just want to keep him at that level the entire season until the postseason but I doubt Masahiro Tanaka agrees with it because he's a guy who thinks when he starts the game he should finish the game to this point He's done well. 231 ERA. He's clearly the number two starter behind Garrett Cole. That leaves Jordan Montgomery at number three. And uh, one James Paxton start doesn't necessarily make him the four, but I guess he is because who else is it? Jay Happ? No, it's not. The Yankees win. They go down early 2-0 on a two-run home run by Johan Camargo. They get it right back on back-to-back home runs from Clint, from Gary Sanchez and Clint Frazier. It's good to see Gary hit another home run, his second on the season, but the other at-bats, it was not good. He only struck out the one time in the game, one for five, but his pitch selection was horrible. He's swinging at pitches. You just don't... Why are you swinging at him? And especially the at-bat, right after he hit the home run, I thought okay, maybe this is the at-bat that gets Gary Sanchez on a hot streak. The second pitch of the at-bat was about higher than his head outside in the in the opposite batter's box, and he took a swing at it. So Gary is still lost, but you can't throw him a changeup down the middle and expect him not to crush it, which he did. As for Clint Frazier, finally called up Clint Frazier. I've been a big Clint Frazier fan, supporter, Uh, been waiting for him to get an everyday opportunity since he was traded to the team in 2016 in the Andrew Miller deal, and every single time Clint Frazier's gotten a chance to be an everyday player, not necessarily a full-time regular, but given the opportunity because of an injury to come in and show what he's got, he either gets hurt which has happened a lot or he sort of underperforms or he does something like with the media and the defensive miscues that time against boston but there's always something preventing him from taking that next step and he talked before the game about having a conversation with brian cashman and aaron Boone when they sent him to the alternate site prior to the start of the season and how they talked to him about him being ready and him taking that next step and he clearly looked like he's ready to take that next step his first at bat of the season he hits a home run to tie the game his second at bat, he ropes a line drive single. His third at bat, another rocket line drive for a double. So the guy finishes three for four with a home run, a double, two runs, an RBI. Can't have a better season debut than that. He did get replaced late in the game for defense by Mike Talkman, which is sort of coincidental that the two are hitched like that. I am a bigger Fraser fan than Talkman. People want to boast about Talkman's play last year in July. They want to compare. Talkman's career numbers to Frazier's career numbers. Entering last night, Frazier had played 123 major league games. Talkman had played 151. So there's not really a career from a career standpoint. It's more like games played. And Talkman has been better and he's a better defender. But Fraser's also twenty five years old, to Talkman's twenty nine. And Frazier will be twenty six for the start of next season and Talkman will be thirty. So it's clear which guy has the future on this team and in this league and which guy doesn't talkman could be a valuable player but let's not pretend that for the future he's a better option than clint frazier because he's not and if clint figures out the defense he didn't really get tested on wednesday night but if he figures out the defense puts it all together walks a little more then he's the guy the yankees thought they got a former first round pick of the indians dj Lemayhew, four hits what can you say about this guy the guy's batting 431 four for five he's just outstanding he picked up an extra base hit a triple 431 average 10 ops DJ LeMayu is the best player in the Yankees. He's the best hitter. He's the best defender. He can play all over the infield. He's a leadoff guy. He doesn't strike out. I mean, he can do it all. And he's 32 years old, and he doesn't look like it. He doesn't play like it. And hopefully they, they sign him after this season for a few more years because uh, it would suck to lose DJ Le Mayhew. As for the lineup, Aaron Hicks batted third. There's nothing left I can say about this. He's going to keep batting third. And that's just the way it's going to be at a big time double. But if you give a guy enough chances, eventually he's going to come through. He's a major league hitter. If Aaron Hicks went over for 100 and then hit a big home run out of the three hole, I'd hear about it. But like I said, if you give a guy enough opportunities as a major league hitter, eventually he's going to come through. And that's what Hicks did with the big double to give the Yankees the lead. Um... But, but Hicks, he, he's had two good half seasons in his career, and the equivalent of one full season, he's 30 years old, and he's being rewarded for it. So whatever. He's going to hit third. I get it. He's probably going to hit third all season. He's probably going to hit third in the postseason. Yankees love him. Yankees love a left-handed bat in the three-hole. I don't know. Glaber Torres, I guess he's just going to hit six for fifth and sixth for his Yankees career, even though he's a superstar, even though he's a much, much, much better hitter than Aaron Hicks. This early season slump, I guess, has demoted him. For the long haul. In the bullpen, Tanaka gets relieved by Jonathan Loizaga. Two scoreless innings, three strikeouts. Then it's Chad Green, a scoreless inning. Then Luis Avalon comes into the game because he has to. Every day Avalon, he has to warm up or come into every single game. So he came in, got two outs, but gave up a hit. Adovino comes in. He faces one batter because that's what Adavino is, I guess, a one-batter pitcher. Then Jonathan Holder comes in for the ninth inning. Four-run lead. And if you didn't think that the Yankees were going to need to bring in Zach Britton eventually with Jonathan Holder trying to close out a game, I don't know what you're thinking. Jonathan Holder's not good. I don't want to hear from people that talk about, oh, it was the first run he gave up all season. It was six and a third innings before this. That's the sample size we're going off of, six and a third innings. And I don't want to hear necessarily about his crazy scoreless streak in 2018 John Flaherty once had a 27 game hit streak does that make John Flaherty a good hitter no things happen in 2018 Jonathan Holder in the biggest game of the season to start a series at Boston four game series he gave up seven runs without getting it out so that's who Jonathan Holder is in a big spot and last year he had a 631 ERA a 445 fifth and pitched his way off the team he's had moments where he's been good but I still don't trust him I don't trust him to close out a four run game and he didn't Zach Britton had to warm up. Zach Britton had to come in the game and get the final two outs. Once again, the Yankees need their leader relievers because the other relievers can't do the job. Chad Green came in the game just because, but then Adovino came in because Avalon gave up at the hit. Britton came in because Holder gave up the two hits in the run. Either way, the Yankees win 6-3. And I didn't talk about it yet, but the story before the game was Aaron Judge, who Aaron Boone now says has lower body tightness. So on Wednesday, on Tuesday night, Aaron Judge hits a home run. The next inning, he's removed from the game for Mike Talkman. And everyone's wondering is this because they have a huge lead, which was eight runs and it became five, and eventually the Braves got the tie, Rudge, to the plate? It could be because he's hurt, because he's still in the dugout, he's still laughing, he's still having a good time. So Aaron Boone was just being overly, overly, overly cautious. And then after the game, Boone says, Judge isn't hurt. He just thought with four games, in three days on the artificial turf at the TROP that he wanted to give Judge a day off. Which is utterly ridiculous. The guy can't play a weekend on the artificial turf at Tropicana Field. The Rays do it after games every year. So then Boone admits that Judge has lower body tightness. which So either Judge was actually hurt on Tuesday and Boone lied. Or he wasn't hurt, got hurt sometime after the game. Or Boone's saying this to cover his move from Tuesday. Either way, nothing, none of it makes sense. Either he's a liar or just an idiot so I don't know which it is. Why lie? Joe Girardi spent his first year as Yankees manager lying to the point that he was crying at the postgame press conference after the last game of the season. Lying doesn't work for anyone, especially doesn't work in New York. So now Judge is hurt, and that's a problem because Darren Judge is always hurt. He would have missed the entire first half of the season. He wouldn't have come back if it was a full season until right about when this shortened season began. He missed two months last year, went down the day before easter with an oblique injury he had an oblique injury that cut 2016 short he had a shoulder problem that he dealt with in 2017 he had the fluky hit by pitch on the wrist in 2018 so every year he's had some injury 2018 aside because it was a freak injury it was the pitcher's fault not his fault but he's always hurt he can't be always hurt he has to figure out a way to get healthy this yankees outfield has to find a way to stay healthy you got Giancarlo carlos already down aaron judge is down and any moment Aaron Hicks can go down, he's the least healthy of the three. He's never played a full season in his major league career. The most games he ever played is 137. And he did that two years ago. The Yankees were going to start this season, if it began on time, without Judge, Stanton, and Hicks. And now, the season's 18 games in, and they don't have Judge and Stanton. But now, Cliff Fraser will get a chance. Mike Talkman will get a chance. Brett Gardner, I don't know, he's just going to keep getting chances. I just feel like they're going to keep giving him one year deals for the rest of his life. But. If you look at Gardner's performance against either Talkman or Frazier, I don't know how you can play Gardner more than a couple times a week. Give those guys an opportunity to prove they belong, to prove that they could be an everyday option in 2021. Because Brett Gardner can't be an everyday option in 2021. If John Carlos stands healthy, you know they're not going to let him play the outfield in 2021. He has enough trouble running the bases. But the Yankees need Aaron Judge. They're not going anywhere without Aaron Judge. So this thing needs to be over and over with quickly. If this were to linger... If this were to happen in the postseason, they'd be screwed. The record without Aaron Judge in his short time as an everyday player since 2017 is not good. The Yankees go as he goes. LeMahieu is their best overall player, but Judge is the most important player in that lineup in the two-hole. He makes the lineup longer. He's protection. Pitchers fear him. He leads the league in home runs and RBIs. The Yankees need Aaron Judge. So, I don't know. I can't deal with Aaron Boone and his lying or whatever it is, but... Aaron Judge just needs to get healthy. So the Yankees are now 12-6, and six, and that'll do it for today. They'll be back on Friday to start a weekend series at Yankee Stadium once again. There'll be no podcast until either Sunday or Monday, but uh, I'll be back at some point this weekend to talk Yankees-Red Sox. Thanks for listening.